I'm Helani Ellis, and this is the Exceptional Admins Podcast, where I invite admins, executives, and influencers to come together in an intimate setting. The world for administrative professionals doesn't just involve basic tasks. It includes an array of requests, challenges, and triumphs. During each episode, you'll be a witness to candid conversations and hear and join in on many, many laughs. And for those that know me, it wouldn't be complete without thought-provoking moments. The distinguished guests sharing time with us during each episode believe in the admin profession and have much to contribute to the greater good of executives, their admins, and organizations. Now, let's get to today's topic. Are you at the end of your day and you just wished dinner was taken care of? Do you know someone that could really use a sweet, different gift show up to their doorstep? Well, everyone, I'm here to introduce you to an amazing brand, Spoonful of Comfort. Fantastic story behind the creation of this brand. I'm guilty now of three times ordering from them, as well as using them for special gifts. A really sweet friend of mine who's a CEO and a new mom to baby number two was very excited to open up her special gift. They specialize in soups. They have amazing side extra add-ons. They even have cookies. And this house, the snickerdoodles are our favorite, especially after warming them up. This brand has a lot to offer. And for you guys, Spoonful of Comfort, I've worked with them to get you a coupon code. You'll need to use exceptional admins at checkout and get 15% off. Consider something this time of year that you'd like to send out to just warm someone up. We particularly love the chicken noodle. We also have enjoyed the tomato, which is a fan by my boys. So check them out, spoonfulofcomfort.com and send off a warm, exciting, and delicious gift to someone you know today. Balance. It's an integration. And some days you've got, oh my gosh, I got my kid's birthday party and they're supposed to be, um, you know, I'm supposed to travel tomorrow, but I've got this big board meeting and it's like, you can't separate the two. You got to be doing them together and you Mm got to be in a a partnership together for those things. Uh, And so I think sometimes I struggle in my role to clearly communicate Mm. what my needs are. (laughs) Welcome everyone to a really awesome topic. Help a sister out. That is the name of this episode. It's got an amazing story attached to it. Um, And I'm totally crushing on my guest. We were just sitting here laughing and revisiting because I'm going to be honest, this is actually take number two. (laughs) We have pre-recorded this and we're... um, excited about providing a great end product. And so we're thinking about doing it again. So here we are. Quick backstory on how I know this amazing woman. I was faced in 2017 with a client who needed my help, but couldn't bring on my service. And I made a commitment to myself that year to award my service to an organization or a person pro bono. And so backing up The woman in front of me right now is the CEO of an amazing nonprofit called the Boys and Girls Club. And she runs the Denver Metro chapter. And she's worked up in the ranks inside this organization sitting as a CEO and working with lean teams of a mission that is just greater beyond the things that we might be doing every day for the service of our next generation, be it children. And this amazing woman called me and we booked a call, which I recall me a few minutes late to. It was a Friday afternoon (laughs) and you were with your beautiful little daughter and we had an amazing call and I got what she needed. She was without the right support person. And 
we walked through what my process was, talked about my agreement, the services and such, and we were going to circle back. Circling back, we booked an on-site meeting, already knowing that showing up to that meeting, I was going to provide my service to her and the organization for the objective of getting her the person so she could buy back time and be instrumental. And so she's sweet here and she's smiling and she's nodding. We're here with Miss Erin Porteous of the Boys and Girls Club Denver Metro. And I'm here to talk about our story. I'm here to talk about our journey and um, finding her that administrative individual to help her buy back time and talk a little bit about nonprofit and talk a little bit about, you know, one of the questions here for us touches on maybe what she might have in the essence of guidance for struggles that executives may have. But we'll get to that in a little bit. But we'll start first with welcoming Erin. Hi, thank you for joining me. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here with you. <laughs> first question, you've worked up the ranks where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, what were you doing before you joined the Boys and Girls Club family to then be in this beautiful seat you're in today, which is also a hard seat to sit in? Mm-hmm. Walk us through your journey. So my journey has always been in the nonprofit space. Uh, I did some nonprofit work in college, and then I moved out to Michigan and did some some additional work out there, and then uh, missed Colorado Rockies so much <laughs> in the Colorado sunshine. Yeah, but I had to make my way back west and um, came back to Colorado, and was offered a job at Boys and Girls Clubs. Now. Some of our listeners will appreciate this. This is back in the day when like the type of paper you had for your resume still mattered, right? Like <laughs> you splurge it. for the little heavier stock. Heavier you stock. know what I'm I've talking seen about. It. I know it. I've seen it. I've seen it and it's beautiful. And some people still do it. It's a classy thing. Well, okay, so I could I could sell it on eBay. Is that what I hear you I saying? I bet you could. Yes, okay. you could. Yeah, okay. very good. Yeah. So so apply for a job at boys and girls clubs, um, and 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 very candidly was taking a little bit step back mm. um, from a professional journey standpoint, mm-hmm. but really loved the mission yeah. and was really into wanting to work with kids and, and serving in the community. And so uh, got the job and started climbing the ranks and um, worked uh, a night gig waitressing so that I could pay my rent mm-hmm. um, and then worked events on the weekends for a separate organization because that's what it took. Yeah. And I know we'll talk about it a little bit later, but for me, when now I can reflect back and say, gosh, how'd you get here today? Yeah. I think undoubtedly just that hard work element Mm -hmm. um, at that time, which I was devoting to three separate jobs. But then as I kept climbing, putting all that energy into one space, um, I was just mentally set up for success in that arena. And the hustle has been something that we share commonly that when we two come together, there's this elevated energy in the room and it comes from really being passionate about a variety of things. And I would actually like to ask, when you started with them, did you kind of think that a place you would arrive to in the future at the organization was the CEO? Did you have that mapped out for yourself? Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. No I way. wondered. No, I, I didn't have that. Um, I, I just wasn't near far enough along in my career when I started there to right. be thinking that. And frankly, I was so focused on working really hard for my bosses, yeah. right? Like when I was at the bottom of the totem pole, whoever I reported to, I wanted them to look good. And then the next step up and the next step. And then, you know, you wake up one day and you're like, wait, there's not very many more rungs to climb here. <laughs> yeah. And you're looking around and, and you're finally maybe realizing, but still from a confidence perspective, not accepting yeah. that this could happen. This could actually happen. 
Interesting, because one of the questions, which I was going to say for later, but it tees up for now, what would you tell your younger professional self? Like, would there be a piece of advice that maybe the younger listeners are saying, wow, that's great advice to get where I want to go. And maybe it was a correction. Like for me, I would have, lo- I would love to tell my younger self, uh, maybe slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not so much to miss being in the moment, slow down, but, you know, typos or, you know, maybe sometimes cutting people off when I was super excited or passionate about a topic, what would be something for you that maybe the younger self who might not know that that could be a path, but it might show up? What would you say for advice for that? I think you and I are cut from the same cloth in that when you're type A, sometimes there are characteristics, right, that just go along with type A's. Mm -hmm. We love to get our our laundry list done. We like to check it off even more than we like to write it. (laughs) Um, We like to accomplish a lot. and, And I think I've given advice over the years of saying, hey, whatever you have on your plate, it'll be there tomorrow, right? We want to get everything Mm -hmm. done, especially Mm -hmm. high performers. You are absolutely one of those. And I think I still struggle with that today. I feel like it all has to be done. And it's all like internal deadlines we've placed, right? Nobody's putting it on us. Right, right. So true. And the top high performers, that is a thing. And would you say sometimes being that type A, and a top performer, you kind of paralyzed yourself a little bit and didn't kind of have the patience or no? Undoubtedly. Um, yeah. My my husband's called me out on it. He's like, you you live a certain amount of your life in disappointment because <laughs> you make things bigger than life. And things right. that don't need to be made that, sure. right? It's not that big of a deal. Sure. Um, I take it to that level. Um, but you know what? On the flip side of that, maybe mm. a little bit of disappointment is our standards. Ooh. And that's something that people like you and I, we're not willing to compromise. We're going to keep that bar that high, even if we don't hit it all the time. Right. And we're always working on ourselves. Yeah. right? Who we were even a few weeks ago is not who we are today. And if we are still stuck in a situation that's maybe negative or paralyzing, it's time to shed it, right? It's time to shed it so you can move forward. And that's actually a great tee up to the next question. Um what universal struggle do you think executives face and what advice might you want to give anyone who's an executive that's listening that maybe they're like, I'm going to approach that different because you're sitting in the CEO suite. You have multiple people reporting to you. You have a very large number of board members that count on you and that you report to. What might be some advice you might give for a leader? And maybe it's something you just recently went through and you've learned from it. I think when I think of just the... I'm going to use this word. I, the, the role between a CEO and an amazing uh, executive assistant is really there's an intimacy. Mm. Halani, I'm going to use the word intimacy. And it's a good there. word, and I've used it. And it's, it's, it's an intimate relationship that requires everyone being present. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that you find a cadence with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very personal. And, and, and for a lot of executives, um, I won't take us on a tangent, but you think of work-life balance and it's mm-hmm. like, it's not a balance. It's an integration. And yeah, great some word. days you've got, oh my gosh, I got my kid's birthday party and they're supposed to be, um, you know, I'm supposed to travel tomorrow, but I've got this big board meeting and it's like, you can't separate the two. You got to be doing them together and you mm-hmm. got to be in a, a partnership together for those things. Uh, and so I think sometimes I struggle in my role to clearly communicate Mm. what my needs are. (laughs) That is actually a really great point because I'm going to add to it, which then closes out kind of a really great aha moment. When an executive assistant is working with an executive, and I've given this advice a lot in the last so many months, 
the EA, which then executives listening, you'll see the reverse for you in this moment. The EA should be asking the executive for the most part, other than the fundamental figuring it out. Why am I doing this for you, Aaron? And where is this a priority for you? So for the executives listening to her, the sort of universal struggles, they maybe didn't understand, like you've just mentioned, what the objective is, the why behind the request, and then the priority. I've got a client who's doing a lot on the fly and everything's a priority, which is challenging because you like, everything can't be done at one time. Um, so the thought and compliment to extend on that, that you've just said is why are you delegating something to them and explaining it, which yes, is time, but time is education, especially when there's a why explanation. And the next thing is, this is a priority for me actually next week. So block out Mm -hmm. some time. We'll talk about it. Or this is a priority. Stop everything you're doing. I need it done in an hour. That additional information. And quite honestly, what did that take me? Maybe seven to 12 seconds in, in total to explain it. They then know. And the biggest thing, which for leaders that I see a lot is, what is my expectation? What does the board want me to do? Mm-hmm. And you have to meet that, which then for you and I, high performers, we want to exceed that expectation mm-hmm. and have a high output. I love that. When you talk about your background and being a nonprofit, some people are born. Like people, people want to be in healthcare. People grow up to want to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Was there something in your younger years that just said, that's, that's for me, that's the path for me? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think, you know, once you get more to a midpoint of your career, you start reflecting on, okay, wait, how did I get here today? What are the different steps that got me to this point in the journey? And um, I grew up in a house where my mom was a nurse, my dad's a teacher, my brother's a firefighter. So I think for me, it was certainly not, I want to work in a nonprofit. I didn't know what the hell a nonprofit was. <laughs> but but I knew that I had this servant side of my heart, right? That I wanted to be a part of the community in a, a meaningful way that was giving back. Uh, and I just love people. Um, I certainly have been very inspired by two long-term mission trips that I've done mm. out of the country. Uh, but also acknowledged in myself that I'm not someone who can live abroad. I, I, those circumstances were, were dire and very difficult mm-hmm. um, and the need here is great at home right here right. in Denver Colorado right. um, and and you so eloquently put it in the beginning but being able to serve uh, alongside for our next generation of leaders mm-hmm. is a powerful calling and, and you certainly never go home at night and feel like the work is fully done so mm-hmm. it becomes your calling the next morning to come back as well and I love that calling and I've been to a boys and girls club gala And there is something really powerful about being in a room with thousands of people listening to these intimate stories of young professionals remembering that everyone has a chance. Mm -hmm. For those that may not know the depth of the Boys and Girls Club, but clearly it's a national brand, Mm -hmm. do you have a most recent success story that maybe was from the gala this year that could kind of give the big heartfelt moment during this time together because of the mission that keeps you busy every day that they should hear? for the success of what Boys and Girls Club does. Do you have a story? So we've got a leadership program every year that teens can participate in. And and when they go and participate, they can win the title for their local club. Mm -hmm. They can then go on and participate at the state level and then at the region. Well, we had a young man. He was the first in his family uh, that was going to graduate high school and go on to a four-year college. Mm -hmm. And he was competing for this title called Youth of the Year. Not only did he win at the city level, but then went on to win the Colorado title and it didn't stop there he actually made it all the way to the national competition and won 
Boys and Girls Club of America and now represents the four million children who go to Boys and Girls Club. Stop. He's the, the name and face that is now. Wow. Do you know how old he is? Do you remember? He's, he's 18. 18. Yeah. <gasps> I've got goosebumps running throughout my whole body because if given a chance, which I kind of think about some executives maybe connecting a dot here, giving a junior admin who has the humility and the hunger and the resourcefulness to take that role with you, he or she as an executive and invest in them a little bit. There's a lot of return. And Mm -hmm. I think you you and I have talked about this just a little bit of, um, there's a lot of return in mentoring that organic mentorship, because we also a good mentorship, as I've mentioned to in a few other episodes is really powerful when there's a return for both sides, Mm -hmm. right? And there's givers and takers and being also a giver and then also a taker, it really creates a sense of unity. When you onboarded your exceptional admin, Mm -hmm. what was something that was a high priority for you in bringing her on to make her successful with you in a partnership? Was there calendaring that was essential? Was it learning the board members? What might be some focus for anyone listening who's just brought on a new admin that wasn't through me that would be able to hear some guidance as to like, I've just brought on a new assistant. You're an executive guest. What would be some guidance for them? Well, first off, if they didn't use you, they will be reaching out. To this you in is the next true. Months. That's the reality <laughs> oh, of that situation. You're so sweet. Yes. Thank you. Um, you know, you have really taught me this and it's worth calling out. And that is the side of, of really building a relationship. And the the pace of both roles is so fast. Mm-hmm. And there are so many demands and there's competing demands. And really just the time to pause every once in a while. Make sure there's a personal check-in. How are yeah. you doing? What's going on in life? And mm-hmm. you have had to teach me that over mm-hmm. and over because it's so easy to just get caught in the wheel of, oh my God, we got this deadline and then we got to get this done. And, and then you got two of you doing that right and you're doing it in parallel tracks next to each other but are you really working together and when you stop and you're working together Mm -hmm. that's when you really get that unstoppable magic Mm -hmm. between the two of you Mm -hmm. um and then i i so i would give that advice because um i think we all feel busy and we got to stop and we got to be present and we got to really work on our one of what I see as the most important relationships in our organizations and businesses for being highly effective. It's absolutely true. And I love how you ended with highly effective. It's something I often um, endorse and talk about and highlight when I'm talking to even a new client or someone I bumped into maybe at an event is being effective and building and having synergy is really powerful. And sometimes you guys don't know for those both sides listening, God, is it there yet? Do I don't know? But it's worth it to invest and try and using a high level of empathy. What's going on? What's happening? You know, you know, Erin's been running 12 hour days. Is she hangry? Right. Let's get her meals every two hours. You know, let's serve her her favorite uh, drink while she's in a meeting from that care perspective. And I will say for hoping those that are listening, they hear it, the servant heart this woman Erin has. Mm -mm -mm. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Did you have anything that you wanted to kind of close on here? Anything that was just a highlight for you, knowing the audience listeners, you're, you know, a lot of admins, whether it's giving them an inspirational moment of how to stick with it and stay true to who they are, or for the executives that's listening, that's like got a rough week going. Do you have any sort of inspirational guidance or Um, advice you'd want to share? 
you know, you brought up the word earlier and it'd be fun to just dialogue about it for a minute, but it's that word of hustle. And mm. I'm not talking hustle like busy, right? Because we're all busy. Correct. There's another side of hustle and that hustle is that aim to please, that desire to do better, that set the bar and get there. And I think in in, in the CEO role, I feel the call to the hustle, right? Because yeah. I, I've got a board, I got to answer and stakeholders yeah. and donors. But I really have seen, and, and this is the relationship you have given me with my exceptional admin, is is that hustle in that complimentary side where they're also hustling, right? They're trying to yeah. get things done and they don't know exactly what you need and mm-hmm. they're trying to get things scheduled. And and that's a really beautiful element of the role that I, I want to articulate because you see it on all sides, but you got to respect it. And exactly what you said, you got to have empathy mm-hmm. for how it looks different. This is so true. And it's, uh, that's actually really great. I'm so glad you said that because this connects to each administrative professional lends their own brand of style. I mean, I've actually even thought you'd make a phenomenal executive assistant, (laughs) maybe in your next life, but the resourcefulness, the thoroughness, the thinking about it, all things in varying angles versus just the box Mm -hmm. and that hustle. You're absolutely right. Everyone is busy. But the level of passion you bring to what you do, your level of consideration and thoughtfulness to, is that going to make sense? What else might this person need? So yeah, I would actually put all of that into the bucket of the hustle. And that applies to the executive, right? The hustle, the demands, the requests, and it's always interesting to hear, oh, I'm so busy. Well, I'd actually like to know what is your hustle right now? Mm-hmm. That purpose, mm-hmm. giving you that higher level of purpose outside of the minutia and the weeds that you might sit in. So yeah, I love that. I'm really excited we got together again just to be able to see you and record this. So thank you so much for spending some time with me. Me too. Thanks for having me. I don't even know where to begin. We covered so much thought-provoking, laughter, and just great conversation. Remember, you're the reason you get up every day and work as hard as you do. Do things for you, your executive, and your organization. And remember, it's all worth it.